Welcome, 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 welcome. What, what's up, man? This is the Podcast. Chip Daly over there, Dan Fish, right here. It's me, free the NFL. I don't know. Stuff happened. <laughs> I was going to call everybody jerks like Michael Scott does in the office, but then I was like, that's too mean. I can't do it. So well, I, I think changed. you did that in like our very first episode. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that now. Good. I, I, I love everybody that listens to this, right? Yeah. <laughs> all two of them. Yep. Fish and Spot yeah. on Twitter at Fish and Spot. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Machine, Amazon, most places to get your podcast. We're going to recap week two here of the NFL uh, as well as play a couple of little fun ranking games. And then we're going to get to all of our pick segment too, as we normally do. <laughs> as well as maybe some fantasy advice from their chippered Ailey over there. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> Let's recap week two, and we're we're better to start than Arizona, right? Go down to Arizona to recap week two there, Chip. Why don't you let me know what happened? Cardinals won. Vikings lost. End of discussion. Cardinals <laughs> didn't cover my money line, though. No, Son they didn't. Dude, the Vikings <laughs> offense is pretty good. They just can't can't finish a game. Defense is good. Score- but they scored 10 points in the second half. You can't say they're up. It's good. It's all Arizona scored too. I know, but you can't say their offense is that great if they only scored 10 in the second half. Well, then Arizona's not that great. Sure. <laughs> they have the most electric player in the game. It's debatable. Uh, I think a little more electric than Pat Mahomes right now. Maybe not Lamar, though. Lamar, I still don't believe he's that good of a thrower. <laughs> He's making some throws, but I I think Kyler's a better passer. Agree to disagree. I'm just saying Lamar's a better passer. No, no, no. I'm saying that you can't just give Kyler Murray the most electric player in the game altogether. That's kind of kind of tough to pretty fast. Okay, bud, but I mean, he can do it all. There's a 44 year old out there that's leading the NFL in touchdown passes this season. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's the most electrifying player in the game. He is not electric. He's just good. He's just good. <laughs> okay, then I guess I guess we have different explanation or definitions of the word electric. So then I will take Mahomes out of the electric conversation. He's just good too. Yes, and he's better than <laughs> Kyler Murray. So I guess you can call him the most electric. Then <laughs> by electric, I mean you know, like they could, you know, what I mean, electric, like sparks. Yeah, definition of electric, Kyler Murray. It's electric. Boogie, yes. woogie, woogie, woogie. Not necessarily the best player, but the most electric. Like, you could do anything on any play that will make you say, wow. You know? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a really electric teammate, too, that uh, Rondale Moore, was it? Yes. Yeah, he's fast, dude. Is he? Yeah, kind of. I wouldn't know. Just kidding. I'll watch that game. <laughs> He's quick. They have yeah, a lot of speed quick. on their team, just like Kansas City. Kansas City has so much speed. Between Tyreek Hill, Byron Pringle, McCole Hartman, and those three guys can just burn. Burn. But I think and the rest of them aren't slouches either. <laughs> can yeah. get down the field. Kelsey was hauling on Sunday night after a pass. Trucking and hauling and rumbling, stumbling. Yeah. He got like 40 yards on a run that looked like it was going to be five or 10. Well, he's an animal. He's an animal. Best tight end in the league. Put the team on my back. Yeah. 
All right, I guess the biggest highlight of week two would be quarterback injuries. Would you disagree with me there, Chip? Uh, biggest highlight week two, rookie quarterbacks are trash now besides Macaroni Jones. Rookie of the year, baby. I called <laughs> this. I called this before the season. I know you did. I also had another call that I'll get into segment two. It was really, really good. Looking, looking really good, I should say right now. Uh, but anyway, there was a lot of quarterback injuries, I guess, that were yes. significant. Uh, opening up the way for a couple of those rookie quarterbacks, as you mentioned, um, quarterback Andy Dalton of the Bears went down with a, what was it, a sprained knee? I, I didn't really. Yeah, I don't know. I think the MRI was negative as far as anything torn. So it was definitely sprained. He might start this weekend. He might not. If he's available, they will start him over Justin Fields. They, if he's uh, not. They announced Wednesday evening that Justin Fields is starting. Okay, he is starting now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I last heard a couple hours ago. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's significant. Bear fans obviously looking ahead to Justin Fields, but he did not look great nope. on on this last Sunday. However, you know he's thrown into a game not expecting to play 40 snaps, you know, and then got to. So, I mean, no excuse, but you'd expect him to do better this weekend. So we'll see what he's really made of. Tua Tungabaloa of the of the Dolphins went down this weekend. What was that? What was that injury? I mean, broken what, ribs. What, broken ribs? Was it actually broken? Because I heard the first yeah. MRI or scan was negative. Uh, it says fractured ribs. Yeah, he was he was down for a while. Yeah, I didn't know what was wrong with him. It looked like his whole body was just not wanting to work <laughs> when he walked <laughs> off the field. I know, and when that happened, I was like, I saw who came in for him as his backup, but I'm like, why aren't we doing the backup quarterback game like we did last year? Remember, I that? don't even know who came in for him. I do. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's right. See, you, you would lose at this game like yes, you did last year. Uh, but th- man, that's a fun game to play. We should do that again sometime. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, Houston Texans, uh, tweaks his hamstring. I don't know if it's fully torn, what it is. Uh, who is the guy that came in? Davis Mills, rookie Stanford. He is the sixth quarterback, rookie quarterback to, to play significant snaps this season. Uh, and uh, did not look good. <laughs> not really, no. <laughs> Now he's got then your boy prep. Yes, your boy, our boy, Carson Wentz. Double ankle sprain. How do you sprain both ankles? Well, he got rolled up on, and I was honestly like, Why which Aaron ankle Donald, is yeah. it? I was like, which ankle is it when he was walking? <laughs> like, when I saw the highlight, I'm like, which one is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's both. Because <laughs> it, it literally looked like both of them got wrecked. But, yeah, man, I, you never really hear about that. Like in the injury report now, it says Wentz, parentheses, ankles, plural. Won't practice today. <laughs> well, the other thing is he had the ankle problem in the offseason, had surgery, and was, wasn't expected to play till like week six. Yeah. So having that guy roll, big guy, Aaron Donald, obviously, roll up on your ankles like that, probably not making that one that's already hurt feel any better. Probably not. I wonder if he can even walk right now or if he's like crutches wheelchair. Yeah, I don't know. We have to look at that. Why don't you give him a call this weekend? We'll Carson, can you walk? The guy that came in for him, Jacob Eason, uh, first time significant snaps this weekend, I guess, as well. Not good. Nope. He's not a rookie. He's a second-year player, but I mean, so still same thing. Be Just kidding. <laughs> I 
I would still take those other five over him. Yeah. <laughs> of the rookie rookie class this year. Yeah. Speaking you got of any rookie, other highlights from week yeah, one or week two? I want those rookies. Zach Wilson, uh, number two overall pick. Applause. I mean, he's got he's on a terrible team, so maybe it's not all him, but four interceptions. He's he was doing that, too much. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the throws, though, were just, I don't know, man. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. He's going for the Nathan Peterman record. I think it was five interceptions and a half. Or was it four? Oh, of the Bills? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that, was, that was pre-Josh Allen era. Yes. Not very long ago, though. No. Then Trevor Lawrence also looked not great. 14 of 33, 118 yards, two interceptions, one touchdown. He was supposed to be the savior of Jacksonville. I mean, I know it's only a second game. But <laughs> what kind of yeah, role? when you're going to start seeing these guys play better is like week 12 through 17, 18. You know, when they start playing their 13th, 14th game, that's when you're going to start seeing them make strides. Uh, I feel like the first first 10 games or so as a rookie with no talent around you, you just suck. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, how great you are. Everybody looks bad. I mean, Peyton Manning looked bad as rookie year. You know? Dustin Herbert didn't look bad. He had stuff around him, though, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, right? Some other people. Most of the year. He had some, some people, that Mike Williams guy, right? Yeah. Other names uh, that others I don't know. and such forth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow also had a not a rookie anymore, but he just randomly in the middle of the game was like, "I'm going to throw three interceptions real quick," and then was call surprising. my team back in the contention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like out of nowhere, it was like a yeah seven zero at halftime, then a seven to three, then he's just like, "I'm going to throw three interceptions." Yeah, twenty to. Three or twenty-seven, something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> then bring them all the way back. Don't yeah. lose by three. I don't know what happened there for that ten minutes. Actually, I don't know when he threw them all. I know two of them like back-to-back throws, though. Yeah, that was another. Uh, that was another money line bet that I had, or like highlighted game. Not the one that I picked, but the one that I highlighted, saying if since he loses, they're not going to lose by more than two and a yeah. half. I lost by lost by three. So look at me there. Yes. Let's uh, you know, dive into your your favorite team. I think the Chiefs. That was an entertaining game. I don't want to dive into that, man. Defense. Well, I mean, like everybody's obviously panic button, panic button. They can't stop a nosebleed. That's what all the commentators on you know these major networks are going to say. But if you remember the year that they won the Super Bowl, they were saying the same stuff the whole season. Like they can't just keep winning by scoring forty points. But they do, and then all and. <laughs> But no, 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 no. Then the playoffs rolled around and they started winning games 30 to 25, 28 to 24. And the defense was much, much better come playoff time. They have a great defensive coach in Steve Spagnolo. Spagnola, right? That's the guy I'm thinking of. Old Giants defensive uh, coordinator won two Super Bowls with them. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think the defense will be figured out by the end of the year. I mean, Tyron Matthew had two picks, almost had a third. You know, they just, they're just out of sync, I think. Uh, Frank Clark was his first game back. I didn't see much of him on the field. 
Uh, Chris Jones, active early, made a bunch of mistakes late uh, as far as overrushing, not handling. He, he looked, he disappeared from the game. So I think that defense will figure it out. They got plenty of names on that defense. Uh, come postseason, they'll try to peak because, you know, it's, it's a long season. They know they got 17 games. They got 18 weeks till they need to be perfect. And by that time, they'll, they'll, they'll form in shape. Right now, they're thinking, oh, we got the best quarterback in the league. You know, we can sit on him and rely on him to just get us through the season as a number one seed, and we'll be good. And we'll just try to peak at the end of the season like we normally do. So they're still piecing it all together. They'll figure it out. I'm not worried about that at all. Mahomes well, threw his first ever September interception. There's a fan. And lost his first ever game in September, too. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, Lamar won his first game ever against Kansas City. A lot of believe, firsts in that uh, game. I believe Mahomes said that interception was his worst one ever. Oh. <laughs> just wait yeah, until he, was just, he does it again. Both those quarterbacks were just trying to do too much at some points. Like, at some points, everything was going right, and they could just do whatever they wanted to. And then, like, they got a little resistance. They're like, I have to make the big play because they have to outdo this guy. Like Lamar throwing this team. I triple coverage and underthrowing a little bit. <laughs> or like Mahomes trying to throw as he's going down the ground and there's two guys around the guy he's throwing to yeah. <laughs> throws a pick. Yeah, I know. Like they were just doing too much. So I'm not worried about the chiefs. I mean, lose game early. Fine. They'll probably rattle off the next eight, be like nine and one, you know, so it's not a big deal. They're going to lose to the charge this week. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. fine. Chargers can't score enough points in that game. What do you mean? Even if it comes to shootout, Justin Herbert ain't keeping up to Mahomes. That's what I mean. We'll see. I, I don't actually right. give the Chargers away. <laughs> They're not going to win. All right. After week two, there are nine unbeaten teams out of the thirty teams, 32 teams in the NFL. Some Hot take or fun fact here. Only two are in the AFC. Seven in the NFC. The two teams in the AFC, everybody would have picked them to be 2-0 and at the beginning of the season. You know, teams like Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas City, everybody's picking them to be 2-0, and right? Pump your brakes, man. Denver and the Las Vegas Raiders, 2-0. and Only so two random. teams undefeated in the AFC. <laughs> Who would have thought? There's uh, just seven teams total, not nine, by the way. Was that wrong? Oh, seven, five, and five and seven. Yeah, that's yeah. sorry, five and two, seven. Five yep. and two, yeah. Sorry, that's okay. Got a, got a little ahead of myself counting there. <laughs> Some of them are expected, uh, like the Rams and Bucks. You kind of assume they'd be two and zero. Yeah, Cardinals probably. San Fran. It, de- yeah. it definitely says that the NFC is way better than the AFC as far as depth. Yeah, which we knew going in, we knew that going into the season. But top end talent, the AFC's right there with the NFC. So it's just like we we both were like, well, it's between these two, three, maybe four teams to who will make the Super Bowl in the AFC. But on the NFC side, it's like, well, there could be any of these like eight, nine teams that could make it really. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I want to play a fun game with you, Chip. I told you what to do earlier as far as this little thing that we're going to do here. I call this after week two the worryometer. Worry scale of the worryometer 
we're going to scale how worried you should be about your team if they are 0-2. There are seven of these 0-2 teams. So I want to rank them one through seven, but I want to start with the last <laughs> place team of these 0-2 so we, do, so we can kind of like see the discrepancies because I think the discrepancies are going to be at the top of this list for us. Um, yeah. And I, I did rank them as far as who I thought was the best team, not necessarily who I think has the best chances of making the playoffs. When it comes to the playoffs, I think these the teams down the list have a better chance than some of the ones that put up at the top. Okay. So who's your who is your seventh best 0-2 team? Last I place in the league. Didn't even bother ranking the bottom two. <laughs> I just put six <laughs> six and seven. I just put both are terrible. I put Jets and the Jags. So I put sorry. the Jaguars above the I put the Jaguars above the Jets. But I mean, probably yeah, it was pretty much offense. Yes. But I just didn't care to rank them. I think number five we'd probably both agree on as well. Uh who you got? Oh, maybe not. I couldn't really decide between these two either. So I'm most just at the top three, but for four and five, I put Detroit and Atlanta. Probably okay, okay. put Detroit ahead just because Atlanta's been really bad right now. And I don't know what Matt Ryan's doing at quarterback. Well, <laughs> you can say that argument about every team. Every team has been bad. They're all own too. You know what I'm saying? But Atlanta has been Detroit. underperforming to what, I think a lot of people thought they could be on offense. Outside, outside of the Matt Ryan picks late this weekend, they actually held their own with the Bucks for a while. They came back on them. Um, but yeah, these are a couple picks late. I have Detroit fifth. Okay. My fourth team is actually the Giants. Oh, I thought you were going to have the Giants at the top. No, because I, I think the defense is good. I just, I see such a, uh, until they can prove that they can start moving the ball on offense consistently, I can't move them up above Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan can move the ball better. You know, that's just my opinion. And Atlanta looked bad this weekend because they were playing against Tampa Bay. Like, we don't really know what that defense can look like. Obviously, Tom Brady's going to shred anybody they look like. You know, yeah. So I get Giants fourth, which means I put Atlanta third. Interesting. You know, I kind of ranked it different. I did it based off playoff chances okay playoff chances i'll get into that in a moment but i i got detroit five giants four atlanta three okay my number three is the giants okay so we we got the same three teams in the three through five just a different order yeah which means we're down to minnesota and indianapolis on the top two yes um i'm gonna guess that you probably stuck with your hometown team as number one i did not Oh, you, you put Indianapolis first. I did. If, I'm going to make you happy. I put, Minnesota, I put Minnesota first. Wow. I put a big if Carson Wentz plays or misses minimal time. So I think without him, they're going to be pretty bad. Not that he's amazing anymore, but their defense is good enough and their offense is also good enough. Balance yeah, with I mean, the Rams. Hung, yeah, they hung with the Rams. T- totally. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And um, however, their division is it, not that great right now. They have two of the worst teams. Tennessee's only won one game. Tennessee will get it together. Um, when it comes down to the wild card in the AFC, I just, I don't know. It's going to be hard from the own two spot. I would give them the second best odds of these seven teams to make the playoffs, but I'm, 
I'm really prefacing that as like, if Carson Wentz misses any time, it's time to give up on the season. Like they're just not going to make it. If he misses like one game this week and he's back, then I think they'll be fine. But if he misses like five, six games, I think, like you said, they just call it a season. Well, they're playing Tennessee this weekend. So if they lose, they're two games behind already through three games. That's a big game early in the season for them. Yeah, and it's down in Tennessee, too. So uh, if Jacob Beeson is certain, I would give them 0% chance. Of <laughs> um, however, yeah. Minnesota is my top ranked. I think they're the best 0-2 team out there, especially with what they showed this last week. First week, they looked terrible early against the Bengals. Rallied late, made it to overtime, lost the game. Uh, Would have won the game against Atlanta if they didn't miss a field goal. But yes. uh, offense Arizona. looked great early. Arizona, sorry, what did I say? I don't know. Atlanta. Atlanta. Arizona, all these A teams. Uh, offense looked good, very good early on. Uh, so I give them a, I probably give them, if they were, if these seven teams had a playoff bracket against each other, I'd give Minnesota the bye. And I think they would win it all. But then they however, would lose their first game. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but however, if we're ranking it on best chances to make the playoffs, I think the team with the best chances to make the playoffs is the Giants still. And it's just about the division because Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, Jacksonville, Jets, I don't think any of those teams have a chance to make the playoffs in the wild card spot. I think the Packers will win the NFC North, and I don't think the Vikings can win enough games in the NFC to make the playoffs. When you start talking about San Fran, Seattle, Arizona, uh, if, if the Dallas Cowboys can be legitimate, I don't know. Saints could maybe make a rally. They look terrible this weekend, but the first week they look good. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, it, it's going to be tough for Minnesota to make the playoffs. Yes. They almost would have to win the division or just decide to win like 11 games. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Giants, I think like, that was the only team I look at in these own two of these seven Owen two teams. That's the only team that I really look at saying they got a chance because they're only one game out in the division. And it means a little different. Like we're talking Indianapolis. Okay. I think they're probably the second best chances to make the playoffs as an own two team. Granted that Carson Wentz is back in the near future and play as well. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Indianapolis is one game back in the division, but I just, <laughs> I think they have a better chance. One wild card one game, spot, though. <laughs> yeah, probably one game back in the from the Texans is a lot different than one game back of the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. And <laughs> in, in my opinion, I feel like one game behind Dallas is tougher to overcome than one game behind Houston. Yeah, but I'm talking about Tennessee, not not Houston. <laughs> I know. You said one has to overcome Dallas and Washington, and one has to overcome the Texans. No, Titans, Tennessee. Oh, what is it? Texans. Uh, Titans. I might have said Texans. I don't the know. Texans I'm are talking... actually technically winning the division right now. Yeah, Titans. I mean, the Titans are going to win that division, in my opinion. So, I mean, beating the Titans versus beating the Cowboys or football team. I mean, obviously you have a better chance beating those two up because they're not going to win as many games as Titans, in my opinion. Sorry if I said Texans. And screwed, no, I, I, I was just looking at the standings while you're saying that. And it says Texans at four. So I think I just read that while you said Titans, maybe. I, I might have said Titans. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? 
good way to wrap segment one, right? Yeah. We don't even know what the teams are. I did rank my top three overall teams, not necessarily own two. I don't know if this is something we want to do every week. Uh, actually, when I went to top three, it ended up top five. I get Tampa Bay as the best team in the league right now. I still have Kansas City ranked number two. Uh, and as far as number three, I was between Rams and Buffalo, and then number five would be Green Bay. I got Baltimore on six. So uh, I don't know if that's something you want to try to do every week is rank your top. Uh, just, just my opinions through week two. We could. I, I agree with Take all Take them or leave them. Uh, Buffalo. I know they just won 35 to 0, but Josh Allen, for whatever reason, is not playing very well. And if he doesn't play well, they're not going to do well. Yeah, but uh, here's, the, here's the deal with that. He's probably taking too many chances right now. If it, becomes a, if it becomes an issue of, you know, turning the ball over too much, turn him into a game manager. Just tell him, quit taking the chances. We've got a really good defense. Rely on them. And then win, win games... 20 to 15 if we have to. You know, you, you don't have to take the big shots to try to win 40 to 30. So, I don't know. I still stick like, with Buffalo. I think that defense is too good. Yeah. I was looking at Josh Allen's stats. Like, his first two seasons, one was 12 games, one was the full 16. His average percentage for completion was probably between those two seasons, like, eight or 56. Last year, just, it was 69. A lot better. And right now it's 56%. So was last year a fluke or do you think he's going to turn it around? I think last year is probably going to be probably going to go down as one of his top two, maybe three seasons of all time of his career. Like last season was so great, but even if he's 80% of that, I still think they, they easily win the division and they're probably like one of the top three teams in the AFC. Yeah. If we're ta- if we're trying, okay, this is a whole different tangent. But if we're trying to talk about teams that have the right recipe to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, there's two teams in the AFC that I see that. I don't think Buffalo can beat them because they don't have a running game that's good enough to take the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Uh, however, I think that Baltimore and Cleveland can both play the style of football that it's required to beat Mahomes because you got to make sure that Mahomes doesn't have the ball for more than 30 minutes. Yeah, you know, or or a certain number of plays. Like you got to make sure it's tough on them. They earn everything. You got to dominate time of possession, keep them off the field, keep your defense rested, have your defense going all out against them. Uh, that's the only way to beat the Chiefs. And Cleveland obviously proved that week one. They had to lead most of the game and blew it away late. And then obviously Baltimore, who I just highlighted as well, just won the game, uh, even though I thought they were going to lose. And even late in the game, I still thought they were going to lose. Should have lost if there wasn't a fumble. But uh, yeah, I mean, those two teams are the only two I see beating Kansas City in the playoffs. So we'll make it that way. The Raiders. Have... We'll see. I, that's the only <laughs> reason I got Kansas City still ranked number two overall. Because I just don't see anybody in the AFC beating them outside of two teams. Yeah, and okay. if that's the case, it's just like, well. <laughs> the Patriots. That rights. No, I got a rookie quarterback. Well, I mean, Tom Brady won, right? They'll run <laughs> the ball right. like crazy if they have to. Tom Brady won as a rookie, right? Uh, did he? Yeah, I guess he did. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is Tom Brady 2.0, Mac Ernie Jones. <laughs> this has been the Fish and Chip Podcast, though. This is segment one. We're going to come back to segment two, make sure we got some fantasy talk, get some, get some picks in there, and we'll be back after this. We're back, and we're live. Fish and Chip, NFL edition, week three. 
segment two where we do the fun stuff. Dan Fish over there, Chippy right here. Because Dan has done this to me last two weeks. Dan, why don't you tell us about your money lines? Oh, we talk <laughs> fantasy first, then we make picks. You're throwing me off twice in a row. I never. How was it for throwing it. you off when I, tell I don't you know? That you're going to do your fantasy in my two, mind. It was just it not <laughs> going to happen yet. So I just wanted to say you're doing going first with time. You welcome everybody back, and then you start talking. That's how it should work. And I welcome everybody to the show, and I start talking segment one. So what's the difference? Oh my man? gosh! Okay, my teenage girls, we are. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Becky! Yeah. All right, uh, the daily fantasy sports stack of the week. I should call, probably call it the weekend because you know it's only on Sunday. I don't have a favorite one this week. I'm just gonna say that. Last week I picked the Chargers. Justin Herbs, he wasn't great. I still had a lineup with him though that did pretty well. Was <laughs> because I had Derrick Henry, <laughs> and he had like. 45% of my points. A million points. Uh-huh. <laughs> he had 50 points. My whole lineup was like 150. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, anyway, I don't have a favorite this week. I'm just going to go through a few. Uh, the two highest scoring predicted games are Seattle at Minnesota. Seattle's only favored by one and a half. And Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Wow. There's two teams playing Minnesota. Just kidding. Seattle at Minnesota and Tampa Bay at Los Angeles Rams. Tampa Bay is favored by one and a half as well. So both those should be close. They're both predicted to be 55 and a half points. The next closest is the Chargers at Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by six and a half. That is a 55 point total. So those are the three highest scoring games. If you listen to the last two weeks, you know I like going off the highest scoring ones. Then the other one that's 50 or more is Baltimore at Detroit. Baltimore's favored by eight. Kind of going into your lines here, Dan. Uh, no, so you're I, fine. You're fine. I would, I, I kind of, you know, I'm probably going to pick mostly from those games just because there's going to be lots of scoring. However, last week, Dallas and Los Angeles Chargers was not what it was hyped up to be. Uh, starting with Seattle, Minnesota, I think it's going to be very popular because Russell Wilson is always a favorite. And if both his receivers are really good, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, Minnesota's pass defense is not good. The flip side, Seattle ranks dead last in run defense, so I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a hot pick if he plays. He was held out of practice on Wednesday, so monitor that. So, I mean, I might make a lineup with one of those quarterbacks in a wide receiver stack. I don't know. But I will highlight KJ Osborne for the Vikings. It's still super, super cheap. He had the first, second play of the game last week against Arizona. Had a 60 yard touchdown or something like that. Did he have two catches on the day, though? Uh, no, I think he had four. Okay. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for one of the cheapest wide receivers you can get, he's, he's had like a total of 12 targets in two games. Lightning in a bottle, baby. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of like the James Jones option back in the day with Green Bay. Yes. <laughs> He'd always be the waiver wire guy, like yeah. one of the top like waiver wire available guys. And he'd pick him up and then he'd shove him in there and he'd have two points and four points and then all of a sudden 33. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, after the 33 points on your bench, you put him in. Then you just, no, three. then you just drop him. <laughs> what yeah. you got to do. <laughs> all right. The Tampa Bay. Los Angeles Rams game. I do like the Matt Stafford. 
stack with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. However, Cooper yep. Cup just had a monster game last week. So I think a lot of people are going to be chasing points and probably pick him in their lineups. So I don't know if you want to, like, I mean, you just want to be different, but if you have one player that's super high on, that's good, then why not? So I, I do like the Matt Stafford plus those two and then probably bring it back with Chris Godwin since uh, Tony Brown was put on the COVID list. Gronk it up, man. Gronk it up, yeah. Or uh, Mike Evans will probably see a lot of Jalen Ramsey, I would bet. That's why I, I, would gronk, I would gronk that up, man. Gronk I think he's going to have two more touchdowns this week. At least one. Probably will. Especially without AB. However, I'm not going to call this my favorite, but I do like this, this last one a lot because it's so cheap. The Baltimore-Detroit game. Jared Goff with TJ Hawkinson. Well, you, you're going to say it! Yes! Yes! Woo! <laughs> what? I was going to be like, okay, if you didn't bring this up, I was going to be like, we need some Iowa love. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawk. TJ Hawk. Yes. <laughs> Great game is. Monday night. I need I need Tyler and Iowa to feel the love. I yes, wanted to scream. I was going to scream at you if you didn't bring that up. So I'm I glad do, you did. I secretly like so a lot. Jared Goff is one of the cheapest quarterbacks right now. And he's averaging 26 points, which is a lot. Yeah, he's still a good quarterback. It's just yeah. he's on a sh- team you know yeah, yeah. but tj Hawkinson, he is really good you gotta Meanwhile, like you gotta like also remember uh jared goff is now the new matt stafford yeah <laughs> because he's always gonna be behind and have to put up numbers yes. to compete so he's gonna be throwing the ball all the time so he's gonna make a lot of fantasy points like he would actually be a good fantasy quarterback to have especially yeah. if he's cheap yeah he's very cheap which if you go with that option you can Probably get like Delvin Cook and Elvin Kamara. A lot of money. But why I like this even more, they're playing Baltimore, who ranks dead last against tight ends. However, I mean, they did play um, Darren Waller week one and then Travis Kelsey, but they had no no answer to either of them. Like, they, they cannot stop them Hawkinson got so many targets on Monday night, though. Yes, and in the first game, because he's their best receiver. That's why I really <laughs> like that one. Iowa pride, baby. Iowa. Uh, Jared Goff, TJ Hawkinson. Not a triple stack because I don't know what the third option would be. <laughs> Just those two. <laughs> Just uh, maybe those two. you could throw in one of the random receivers that decides to catch a touchdown. I would go with, uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, put Hollywood Brown in there. Oh, yeah. For the, yeah, yeah. For the, the bring it back. Oh, Matthew triple Brown. stack you're talking. Oh, uh, yeah. Stack. Not, but double stack it with a Baltimore guy. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you're good to go. The bring back. Yes. I think that's what I like the best. Yeah, I like that one too. All right, cool. There it is. The not favorite, but preferred stack of the week. <laughs> preferred. <laughs> All right, my turn, huh? Mm-hmm. It's time for the money line money. Uh, talking. All right, if you have not listened to me this season on what you should do <laughs> with your money, you have made a lot of money. I tell you what, <laughs> I got my first win last week. I went one in four out of the five games I highlighted uh, with my pick. My pick of the week was Arizona three and a half over Minnesota. They only won by one. So not I'm cover. Not, I even agreed with you there. I, I thought if Arizona <laughs> was going to win, they would win by a touchdown. The only game I got right was Houston at Cleveland, keeping it within 12 and a half. Yeah. Uh, 
which brings me up to one in eight on the season. So if you've taken the polar opposite of my bets, you're winning 90% of them. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Uh, this week, I'm going to highlight five games again uh, that I like. Um, I'm going to start with Miami at Las Vegas. Yes. Las Vegas is is, uh, is favored by three and a half right now on the line that I got at least four hours ago. Um, Miami without two, I just don't think they can put up the points. I think Las Vegas defense is actually playing really good for yeah. Las Vegas. In my opinion. And their offense uh, is playing good. I mean, we knew the offense should be good. Yeah, uh, Henry Ruggs got loose this weekend against Fine. Pittsburgh. Uh, the Abram, uh, I forget his first Jonathan. name. Jonathan. Defense. Jonathan Abram, he's a man, dude. I I, I love that guy when he came out of college as he's a rookie. So uh, it's good nuts. to see him making plays. He's he's all, he's always around the ball. Like yeah. he, like he's gonna be around the ball forty per like forty out of sixty plays a game. Like two thirds of the time that you see a guy go down, he's gonna be there. Uh, so I really do like the Vegas Raiders there. That won't be like my pick of too. the week though. I do like that one. Uh, the Jets are at Denver. Denver is favored by ten and a half. That's a huge line. And Wait, I, I like sorry. The- Can I butt in? Yeah, is this a different line now? No, 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 no. I just remembered uh, with that Vegas one. Not that you're picking it as a favorite, but Derek Carr was uh, hurt last week, so he was questionable. He's questionable to play. So just watch that. Yeah, obviously, if that changes, I would yeah. not want to make that bet. But all right. Jets at Denver, Denver favored by 10 and a half. I like to highlight Denver there. Uh, I know that when you see a big line like that, it's kind of hesitant to do that because you got to cover so many points. But, man, <laughs> I, I just don't see. I mean, Denver played two bad teams. That's that's the only reason they're 2-0. They played the Giants and they played Jacksonville. But they beat both of them by at least 10. So I see now them having played. the same sort of recipe against the worst team in the league, in my opinion, at home. They should win by at least ten and a half. You'd hope. Uh, all right, let's go next. Uh, I like to highlight the Indianapolis at Tennessee game. Tennessee is down five and a half uh, for the line. If Carson Wentz is not playing, I would take Tennessee in a heartbeat, especially at home. Yeah, Arizona minus seven and a half at Jacksonville. Like I said, probably the second worst team in the league. Arizona's been playing dynamic on offense. I don't know if Jacksonville has the ability to slow them down from scoring 30. And I don't know if Jacksonville also has the ability to score 20. So until they prove me otherwise, I would take Arizona minus seven and a half. And then last but not least, Dan's money line pick of the week. Carolina minus seven and a half. My team of the year, my dark horse in the NFC called it back in me. Called my shots. Shots fired. Carolina minus seven and a half at Houston Thursday night. I'm taking Carolina. Going to win by more than eight. Oh, okay. I I, uh, I suppose that answers your Thursday night pick then too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it pretty much does. Are you going to pick Houston in there? Can I just say? Can I just say? You can I say. Put, I did put us. I did put a standings thing out there with what I thought every team was going to do in the NFL. And I had Carolina making the playoffs. Yes, now they're two and oh, and everybody's like, well, I'm saying Darnold, you know, he's just average. The defense is actually really good. They could make the playoffs. It's like, I've been saying that since May. 
I'm smart. Put me on TV. Get me out of this studio. I belong on your TVs. Carolina's going to win by more than seven and a half this week. And, uh, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. All right. And uh, if you knew uh, what uh, happened the last couple of weeks, you would pick every other pick that uh, was <laughs> the opposite of what I just said. So make sure you pay attention to that. I hope your Carolina one's right. The Carolina one's going <laughs> to they're going to win for sure, but watch them win by seven. <laughs> Garbage town. I'll just be, like, like, it's just like uh, the Cardinals last week. Got them by three and a half, one by one. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's roll that money line pick of Carolina into our Thursday night picks of the year. Of the year? We are both 2-0. and oh. Yeah, we're both 2-0 and oh on the year. Yes, right? we, we got yes. Washington last week. We had Tampa Bay. First week. Both those so games it's time were to really pick close. They were. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick our Thursday night pick of the week here. Uh, the Thursday night game is Panthers at Texans. Panthers, like I just mentioned, obviously off my money line, minus seven and a half. I'm going with the I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Texans. Yep. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> that way you're at least gonna be right for sure. No, I'm going with Carolina. That's obvious. I'm Me going too. with Carolina. That's my team. That Same. is my team. That is my team. If that was Houston, my dark horse at the beginning of the year. If Tyrod Taylor was playing, I I still wouldn't take Houston. <laughs> be a little closer. <laughs> yeah, well, seven and a half is strictly because Davis Mills is going to be playing. Yes. If Tyrod Taylor is playing, I'd see this line like four and a half. What if Davis Mills is just super good? I'm going to go with no. <laughs> what do you mean? Last day for quarterback to play I just, was I, amazing. I, I just want to say, like, people are getting excited about Sam Darnold now going 3-0 and with Carolina. Yes. I said this so long ago, and you even called me out. Like, you're like, what, Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Carolina, 3-0, and baby. Their schedule is so easy to start the season. All they got to do is win games early, and then just hold on to the lead of the division or wild card seed late, and they're going to m- make the playoffs. So, Carolina, I love it. Yes. Well, Dan said, it's my Thursday pick, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. You already said that. Yeah, okay. Well, I didn't know if uh, I was understood. All right, we're both your, 2-0. Uh, I'm ranting. I'm raving. Carolina, love them. Raving. Uh, beat the drum. Is that the thing down, Carolina? Let's get some drums up in here. Pound it. <laughs> pound it. That's the thing. Is pound it? Something? Oh. Yeah, I think I think it's pound it. All right, that's probably the... Well, at least you should play the motto game. Keep pounding. That's what it is. Keep pounding. <laughs> All right. So we're both 2-0 and on Thursday night picks. We go, both got Carolina this week. Uh, yeah, money line's not so good, but we're going to go to Survivor now. We're both. Well, let's update the Survivor standings. Would you, Chip? Yes. We, uh, like Thursday night picks, have picked the same two teams both weeks. We've picked San Fran week one. They won. Picked Cleveland week two. They also won. However, I used a point dollar last week. So my total points for the season are three to Dan's two, but he still has all four lifelines, whereas I have three. Yes. And uh, you get to pick first this week, sir. I suppose I do. I uh, think about it all day between two teams. One of them's Carolina. The other one's Denver at home against the Jets. Two very smart teams to pick from because – they don't later have, in the season, yeah. you might not necessarily want to pick them if they start falling off a cliff. So this is a value pick early. You know, two teams that are two and zero. Oh. 
My only hesitation to Carolina is that it's a Thursday night game and weird things happen. It's true. But but Dave but Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Davis Mills. <laughs> On the other side, you have Christian McCaffrey, Sam Darnold, a good defense. Robbie uh, Anderson. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna stick with Carolina. Okay. Well, you stole my pick there, sir. I was going to pick Carolina, but because you just did that, I'm going to play the... Uh, Wait, you're not picking them? I'm not going to pick them. Oh, I was already typing it in. <laughs> oh, slow your roll, sir. I'm going to pick Denver, and then I'm going to use my steal a pick oh. on Carolina. You rascal. So I can still pick Carolina later in the season if I want to, but I can also get another point if they win this weekend or tomorrow or Thursday night or whatever. So I'm going to use my steal. All right. So you're confident. Because then I, I get two teams that I was like, they're going to win this week in my opinion, but I don't know if I'm going to want to pick them at any point other than this the rest of the year. But I'm like, it's a guarantee they're going to win. As much as this, I don't like that you just said guaranteed. That means I guarantee it. (laughs) Oh gosh, I might have to switch mine. If you get yours wrong, we're still going to be tied after this. Fine, I'll leave it. I'll leave it here. But in a different survival pool online, I might, you know, switch it up. (laughs) That means guarantee. (laughs) I'm I'm Charles Bark. I guarantee it. (laughs) I don't guarantee anything. All right. That's my team of the year, though. I'm I'm full bandwagon on the Carolina Panthers ever since May. So uh, it's not my favorite team, obviously, but it's my bandwagon team of the year. Bandwagon team. All right. I like that. If that's a thing. Sure. <laughs> All on the bandwagon. You're the conductor. Started it in May. Driving around. Hop on Dan's wagon. They're going yes, sir. to Carolina. All right, I got it all written down. Everything's accounted for. We are here. We are making our selections. Everything's official now as far as the Fish and Chip Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Fish and Chip Pod. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, the Google Machine, Amazon, most places you get your podcasts. Yep. Make sure you review us, follow us, give us feedback so that we know what we what you want to hear more about if there's a certain team. Uh, make sure you're also checking out our other season, Why, or other thing. Project Y. Uh, the finale is going to air next Tuesday, so make the sure you're paying attention finale. to that. It's a good one. It has been recorded, and yes, it is very good. So, Fish Podcast, this has been NFL Week 3 Preview. Uh, Chip Daly over there, Nan Fish right here. Thanks for listening. Stay sweet, universe. Woo-hoo.